If you have your Bibles this evening, turn to the... We're not going to Genesis tonight, because uh, this message kind of fits into the last thing we were talking about in Genesis, sort of. So, And this is the message that God gave me, so I'm going to listen to God. Um, I, I personally wanted to uh, go to... Cain and Abel, but we're going we're gonna to listen to the Spirit of God tonight, so uh, like we always do. So uh, go to Psalms chapter 18, and uh, go to verse 3. <clears throat> this message uh, came to me, it's been, it's been building up through, through the week, and it, it came to me yesterday morning, around re- yesterday morning, and I uh, started writing, so... Yeah, while you were working on your message, I was also <laughs> working on, sort of working on mine. So, uh, yes, Psalms chapter 18 and starting in verse 3. And a little background before we, uh, we read. This is a psalm of David. So, David did write this psalm. So, Psalms chapter 18 starting in verse 3. I will, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you just, you just, uh, give me the words that, give me the words that we, we all need tonight, Lord, that you just, you just fill me up and, and empty myself out, Lord, as I always, as I always ask, Lord, because my words mean nothing, Lord, and in the end, it's just, it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of nonsense that I speak, Lord, so I just ask that you just, you just speak through me again, Lord, that it, that it be your words flowing, flowing throughout my lips, Lord, and that, and I just ask, Lord, that there's just a congregation of, of uh, believers, Lord, and, and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that are, that are ready to hear your words, Lord, and ready to apply them to, to their lives according to your purpose, Lord. I believe that you've given me a great message for tonight, Lord, and Lord, I just ask that it just be, it just be edifying to all of us, Lord, that it can make us walk better in our Christian, Christian walk, Lord, to become closer to you. That is one of our goals, Lord, to, 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 really, to really grasp how close we can get to you, Lord, because, because it, it stretches beyond beyond what we know lord and lord i just ask lord that our relationship can can become better uh, with you lord through this message so i just ask that you just you just bless this message lord and just allow allow me to just speak your words in jesus precious holy name amen, amen. so i have lots of questions to start off um you can answer them you don't have to um but have to ask his has life has life let you down lately? I have to ask. Um, has this uh, world been working on you? Like not not in a good way, because the world working on you is never never a good thing. The world is bad. We know this. The Bible tells us. Has the devil been winning in your battle? Has he been gaining ground? You feel like your defense is not not all that not all that strong right now. Has it let you down? Have things not worked out in your life to the way that, that we thought that they would work out? But, but you know, save that one for later. Um, so, 
the way that we see things and the way we want to work out. When that happens, when we don't, when, when things that happen in our, in our life that, that, you know, don't work out in the way that we see them, we get pretty irritated, right? I do. When a, when a day at work doesn't go my way, get, I get irritated. I do. I think we all do. We're not, we're not perfect. But like I said this morning, we've got to try. So has life let you down? And I have to ask, why? Why has life let you down? You see, everyone has problems. Some have different problems. And some have similar problems. The main point is we all have problems. I think we all can agree, this being a psalm of David, that David had a problem. You see, David called upon the Lord. The Bible says that he was in distress. The world was just beating David up. Just like it's probably beating us up. To go throughout this, this, this world that, you know, it's our, it's our punishment, which we'll also get into in a little bit. But we have to live here, and we're not of this world, the Bible tells us. So we have to live here, and we have to go through, go through life living in a place where we don't belong, praising and worshiping and allowing a, a, a Lord and Savior to lead our life that, that the world despises, that we once despised, But like we preached in Genesis, the price of sin was great. The price of it was great. The punishment was great. Preached many times before that the world is our punishment. And I'm not here to preach the world is our punishment and that we deserve to live here because we do. I'm asking, I'm asking just a simple question. Why has the world been letting you down? Why is the world beating us up? When this world beats you up, what do you do? Do we, do we get mad and throw in the towel? Do we, do, we get, do we get mad at God? Do we get mad at ourselves? I have a question is, what did David do? Well, in verse 3 of the passage, it says, He called upon the Lord... And says, he shall be saved from his enemies. In verse 3. When, and in verse 4. When the sorrows of death passed him. Floods of ungodly men came and made him afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed. The snares of death prevented him. In verse 4 and 5. He called the Lord in his distress. And cried unto the Lord. And God heard him. That's in verse 6. In the coming verses of uh, Psalms chapter 18, God took action on the words, on the prayer, on the cry that David had. He took action on this. It's for sure on one thing. David understood God's power. Because let's look down. In verse 28 of this passage. In verse 28 of this passage, the Bible reads, For thou, and, and this is the words of David, For thou will light my candle 
The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness, for by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leapt over a wall. As for God, his, per- his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust him. What is this scripture saying? Well, David knew God would make his, uh, his path bright. He says that in verse 28. He says, For by you he ran through a troop, and by God he leaped over a wall. In this passage, in, in verse 29, he is saying that God can basically get him through anything. Right. He is saying, he is telling us in this psalm that God will get you through anything. He will get you through the times where you don't think you're getting through. He called upon the Lord. And then in verse 30, he says, As for God, his way is perfect. He says, The word of the Lord is tried, and he is a buckler, or like a shield, to those who trust him. The way of God is is perfect. And and if God is lighting your candle so you can see and him and he's guiding your way, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just like David in this passage. Just like David. David understood the importance of calling on the Lord. So I ask again tonight, are you beaten up? Are you tired? Has the world been kicking your butt? Because it's been kicking my butt. It, is, it, has been, it has been kicking me. It has been, I mean, I mean, full on booting me. I mean, it's not, it's not fun. And I know that I'm not the only one. See, that, you know, if you're, if you're here tonight, you know, we don't have the, the, the congregation that we, that we always do on Sunday evenings. We don't have the congregation on Sunday evenings and Wednesday nights that we do on Sunday morning. So we're here for a reason. We don't got it figured out. Those other people might, but we don't got it figured out. We know the importance of asking God, on calling upon God. So we are here tonight with a purpose of calling on the Lord. So the title of the message is, You Need to Call Upon the Lord. Amen. The first point of the message is, Call on God in your discomfort. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, letters in red, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. Jesus says in this passage that he has overcome the world. Do you think that God has overcome the world? Do you think that these words are true? Yes. Sitting in here tonight? Amen. Do you think that He can fix your problem? Amen. The words He's spoken to us, they're meant to give us peace. That's what the, the scripture we just read said. But I say tonight that if you do not call upon the Lord, then you cannot expect things to happen. That's why I was smiling when you said, ask the Lord specifics during prayer requests tonight. Because, because David in this passage had specifics. He gave us many specifics. 
The sorrows of death come past him. The, the floods of ungodly men. He cried. He cried to the Lord. If you have a problem, take it to the Lord. Take it to him. He's the, he's the best fixer because, because he can actually do something. You, usually, if you, take, if, you take, uh, if you take something to somebody and say it's broken, you have no idea about the item. Like, I don't know, with cars. I'm sure you've had people take things to you, had no idea what, what they were talking about. They said, can you find the problem? And you had to look for the problem. You usually had a good idea of what the problem was, but you had to find it. You see, with God, when you take your problem to God, God already knows the problem, and God already knows the solution. Amen. Just like in the Psalm of David. This Bible is a living word, a living book. You open it up, God's speaking to you. If you ask him, pray before you open up the book. Pray before you open this word. These words are holy. Ask God what you want. Then open up the book. Amen. I might have not lived a very long life. I am very young and sometimes dumb. Sometimes I don't trust in what the Lord has told me. And I trust in my own wisdom. Which is not not very wise. So I'd say I trust in my own knowledge. But that's wrong. That is wrong to trust in our own wisdom. Even if you have age on you. It's important to trust this. To trust what God has given us. When you're in discomfort, when something is bugging you, uh, I'm, a big discomfort for me, I'll point it out this week, the kids at school were put, it, it was a discomfort for him, but it was a discomfort for me, and it's been a discomfort for a lot of people, is there was about 10 kids pushing him around on his crutches at school. So mom said, I'm not sending them back this week. That was a discomfort. That was something that was not pleasurable, discomforting. So I called on God. We called on God. <clears throat> Took us a little longer than it should have, but we called on God. God had an answer. And we want to tell Him to smack a kid with the crutches, which that... That probably wasn't a good idea. He didn't do it. Um, but I think that someone was pushing me on crutches. What a probably sixth grade, I would have smacked them with the crutches. But that is, can be the wrong thing to do. Yes. It can be. Yep. In certain situations, defending yourself, if you have no, no option, then... Defend yourself is the only option, then there's nothing wrong with it. But we just didn't send him to school. He just didn't get sent. So I say in that discomforting situation, 
We called on God, giving that example of, of us calling on God, God answering us, Him just telling us to trust Him, and it, it was figured out. The problem might still be there. There still might be bullies, but there's going to be bullies throughout our entire life, and we just have to get through it because, because this life isn't very long. Compared to our eternal life, discomfort, discomfort's going to be there. But that's why God, God usually, if it's, if it's like the problem that David had, usually God takes action. And sometimes he just says, wait. And sometimes he's just going to tell us, no, we've got to deal with it. He'll be there to hold our hand. But in your discomfort, don't stray from the side of God. The one thing keeping you together. Amen. That's why the Holy Spirit, he's, he's not just the convictor, He's the comforter. What's the opposite of discomfort? Comfort. God will comfort you with His Holy Spirit if you just allow Him to. You got to call on Him because no action of no action will be will be given to you by God unless you call on Him. God wants you to have that relationship. He wants He wants you to to, to have to, to to pray to Him, to to call on to Him. And if you don't call on to Him, if you don't cry unto Him like David did in this psalm, then there's not going to be results. God is not, God is, is He's going to help you, but He's not going to watch you keep messing up. And well, He might keep watching you mess up and He'd be like, I just feel sorry for you. But, but usually, God's going to keep, keep letting you mess up until you say, hey God, I need you to get me out of this. And if He doesn't get you out of it, well, then you'll have it uh, throughout the rest of your life here. But he'll get you out of it eventually. Yes. Call on God in your discomfort. These, these past couple weeks have been very discomforting for me. With certain people in my life that have been causing discomfort. And I think to myself, man... I really just can't, I just can't stand what's going on. I can't stand these, these people that, that, that are just causing me discomfort. And then it hits me after a while of being in my sorrow, being in the oh, woe is me mentality. Wait a second. The God that I say I serve, that I gave my life to, He's been here the whole time poking me on the shoulder and I've kind of just been ignoring him, swatting him like, like the fly that, that keeps landing on me when I'm outside or something. Kind of going like this. I got it. I'll stop. But turns out I didn't, I didn't have it. David here, after a lot of mistakes, understood that God was the only person that could get him out. Amen. It really seems to hit us whenever we, we get some, some silver and some, some white on our head. You, you finally understand that this world, like whenever, whenever I talk to you, or you, you're not that old, but you, you're not, you're not that old either. You, even you, 
talk to you guys, and it seems like, it seems like, you know, I ask you guys how you're doing, and you're like, oh, this, this is kind of bugging me, like, like, you, your shoulder, you're still lifting your hand to God with that arm. Yes. Why aren't you worried? Because, because God's, God's got me. This, this life isn't, this life isn't all it. This ain't the best body I'm going to get. This isn't the best mind that I'm going to get. These aren't the best eyes. These aren't the best hands. These aren't the best fingers. These fingers get old. This face gets old. These eyes get old. You need glasses to see. These legs get old. These knees get old. Can't walk like you used to, so you got to get knee surgery. You got to get back surgery, shoulder surgery, eye surgery. Heart There's all these surgeries. We've got heart surgery, the thing that keeps your, 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 your blood flowing. You need to get surgery on that. Amen. Depends. Amen. If, you're like, if you're like me and you like to eat a lot, then probably. <laughs> but I say tonight that even in our discomforted bodies, even in these dying bodies, even in this, this, this lost mind at some points in time, even with that, even if it's causing you discomfort, the comforter is always there. He's always here. He knows exactly what to do. He's always known what to do from the beginning. And God is going to take care of his people. Look at all the stories in the Bible. I mean, just look at them. You have, you have the Old Testament. Just, just in, 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 in Genesis... You have, you have Cain and Abel. That's like the first recorded, recorded uh, well, murder. Yeah, that's the, one of the first recorded murders. You have him. You have an exodus. You have the stories with Moses. How, how you know, the people he was leading wasn't very faithful, but Moses was faithful. And Moses understood that he needed to call on God. He wasn't perfect by far. We're not going to be perfect. I think that we had this expectation. We look at the guys in the Bible. We completely forget about their flaws. And then, I mean, that's, that's a good thing for us to kind of forget about our flaws that we know are forgiven that we don't do anymore, but we see the stories of these these men in these positions. We see their their flaws. We kind of ignore their ignore their flaws to an extent, and look at them like they were perfect. And then we use them and think that we're gonna get there, not thinking about their flaws, what made them human, what made them like us. They tried. In their discomfort, they tried. In their sorrows, they tried. They cried to God. Those men were not afraid to cry. Some, some men in this nation, around the world, find it weak to weep. They say it's not manly. Jesus wept, and he was the manliest man that's ever been on this earth. There you go. Amen. Even Jesus called on God in his discomfort. Amen. 
Even when Jesus didn't want to do certain things. That, that, that his flesh, he was, he was still living in his flesh and he was, he was sort of scared. He didn't, want, he didn't want to go on that cross. He asked God, is there any other way? That's what the Bible says. And he still called on God. He tells us to call on Him. Remember in your discomfort that God has overcome the world. He said that. Don't forget, we're reading right now on this point, John chapter 16, verse 33. And at the end of that, it is the end of that chapter. And Jesus said, I have overcome the world. So don't be, don't be uh, sorrowing in your discomfort. Don't, don't, be, don't be rolling around in the dirt thinking that you can't get up. The discomfort can turn to comfort. And maybe the discomfort might still be there at the end of the day, but Jesus' comfort will go over that discomfort. Amen. Amen. Yes. I wholeheartedly believe that, that Jesus' comfort does its correct job. And that's because Jesus doesn't make mistakes. There you go. And what Jesus says holds true because Jesus is the Son of our Almighty Lord. So that's the first point. The second point tonight is call on God when you're angry. Just a couple books ahead. Psalm chapter 37, just verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. When there is a problem... They're usually angry, kind of mad, have a little bit of wrath. Because I know I get mad, and there was a couple instances where I was slow to anger, I was slow to wrath, but I was slow to it, I let it get to where it was. Instead of calling on God when I was angry. One of the things that I love that you say back there, Mr. Mr. Deacon, is when you say, pray about it and see how long you're angry. Amen. Talk to God and see how long you're angry. And praying, praying isn't just getting on your knee and going like this. Praying, you can just be talking to God. Like I'm talking to you guys. That's right. You can be at work and just talk to God. I know, I know I've I've went out, I've talked about this before. I went out around Maslin a time or two, and I was just walking, walking around for a couple hours, and I was just at, at first I was mad, but then I started talking to God. And yes, people gave me weird looks. They thought I was talking to them, they're like, uh oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I was, I was, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I was talking to God, and he was talking back, and what? Yeah, ha- have a good day. That was a couple years ago, but I was mad, and I was talking to God, and things started to, to, to cool down. I started getting less angry. I was asked by my grandma Kim, were you okay 
Because I got back at like 9.30, 10 o'clock walking around Maslin. I was like, yeah, I was just, I was just talking to, to God. And she was like, oh, okay. You can talk to God. And the, one of the best times is when you're angry. Because when you're angry, bad things usually happen. Why does the Bible say cease from anger and forsake wrath? It is because when you're angry and when you're mad, even even the first point, when you're in discomfort, the worst of you starts to come out. That old man we were talking about this morning starts to come out. So if you talk to God, if you if you pray to God, if you just tell him about your day, then then you'll feel better because you feel like you're finally talking to someone that has been through the same situation as you, that that has done that has done the not done the same thing, but understands what you're 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 going through and what you're doing. The feelings inside a God that came down and died on the cross and lived 33 years experiencing every single emotion that we go through and no, he didn't sin once and we might think, I can't relate to somebody that hasn't sinned like me, but but you can because, because Jesus came down here and experienced all of our emotions, all of all of the things, all of the things that, that, that we feel inside, sadness, anger, righteous anger. He's felt it all. So I'm, I'm sure that God knows, God knows the best, that when you're angry is the best time to talk to Him. When you're angry. That's one of the worst feelings other than sadness that, that I personally have is anger. It's the worst feeling to be mad. Because usually when I'm mad, usually when we're all mad, we can't control ourselves. Usually when we're angry, we are not sober-minded like the Bible tells us to be. Why are you so not sober-minded? You might think that, that sober-mindedness is just, just a, you know, not being sober-minded is just a state of, of being drunk or being high. No, it is any, it is any time where you can't use the, your thinking cap, your noggin. Any time that, that, that when God is trying to talk to you, you can't really hear him. It's like he's whispering in your ear because you're not sober-minded when you're angry. That is why when you start to get angry, when you start, when you start to feel that inside and the anger uh, almost starts to boil over to wrath, you call on God. Don't let it get to the point where, where you can't really stop it. Because you can hurt people, hurt relationships you have with people when you're angry. You know who you can't hurt your relationship with? When you're angry at somebody else and you talk to them and you tell them that you're angry and why you're angry, usually you can't hurt the way God feels about you. That's right. You can't. But if I talk to, to Judah when I'm mad and I say something that hurts his feelings, he might stay like that for a while. That's right. He might. And we don't want that. We don't want to hurt our brothers. Our actual siblings, like here, blood siblings, no. 
our blood siblings or our actual, actual siblings, the ones that are, that are grafted in through Christ, those, we are siblings. Yes, amen. Pray about it and see how long you're angry. And point number three tonight, the last point, is call on God when you're on the mountain. I'm going to turn <clears throat> to Job, just chapter one, before all the hectic, hecticness started happening with Job. <clears throat> you see, in this passage, Job was described as uh, the richest man of the East from the land of Uz. And he had servants, he had animals, he was very rich, he had a very great household, uh, is what it, it says in verse 3. His sons feasted in their house, everyone his day. And he still saw the importance of going to God, Amen. on praying to God. He even prayed for his children that, that he knew weren't doing too good with God. Job was on the mountain for eh, this long. No, about that long. It starts to fall apart just a couple verses later. But I'm sure with, with how righteous that God describes Job with, 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 how, with how the Bible describes Job? He was on the mountain. He was very blessed. And he still had a great relationship with God. Amen. So I say tonight, the best time to call on God is when you're on the mountain. Truly, this will truly elevate your relationship with God. Here's why. If you're on the mountain and you hit a valley, and you didn't call on God on the mountain, you're not too close to God when you get to the valley. And it's going to feel real dark in that valley for a while. Don't leave God at the bus stop and go on your own. Don't, don't say, well, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk. Uh, I'll meet you at the next bus stop. God gets on the bus Goes down the road and he's just standing there waiting for you. He's, he's, he's there with you, but he's going to be there waiting for you too. And you're going to be scarred and, and, and it's, it's not going to be good. So don't leave God at the bus stop. Call on him on the mountain. Tell him thank you. Fellowship with God. The scripture we read in the beginning, Psalms chapter 18, it says he, in verse 3, it says he deserves praise. God deserves praise. Amen. God has done so much for us that he deserves our time. We give our time, you know, for me, myself, you know, I should give more time to God versus, versus, you know, TV, video games, even hanging out with friends. Doesn't beat our relationship with God. Coming to church 
when we're gathered. Spending time with God with our brothers and sisters. Spending time with God on your personal time. The man or woman that you are in here should be the same when you leave this place. You should fellowship with the Lord like you do here. So I ask you tonight, call on God when you're in discomfort. Because you can get irritated. You can get, you can get angry. So call on God when you're angry. You see, if you call on God when you're in discomfort, you usually don't get to the angry point. You're fine. And then call on God when you're on the mountain. When there's nothing wrong, it doesn't seem like when things, you know, when you're happy, happy-go-lucky, super happy, super, super Christian. It seems like we're super Christian when we're super happy. So, let's be super Christian all the time. Admit when we have problems. Talk to God. Be Christ-like on a daily. Try to be. And pray to God. I can't stress this enough to pray to Him. To pray. Just pray. He, Jesus told us to pray. That's one of the things He told us. Jesus prayed. And in the passage we read tonight, David prayed. And when you see in the passage that there were results. David understood how great God was. So if you have those needs tonight, the altar is always open. Uh, Amen. Amen.